On this week's Beef Sticks Podcast, we do predictions for NWA's Hard Times Times pay-per-view. And we also gear up for WWE's big event, the first big one of the year, the Royal Rumble. Plus, so much news in the Savage Sentinel. But first, this. to kick off this episode of Beef Sticks Podcast. Thank you for that very sultry and suck sexy. Sucksy. Suck sexy. We like the sucky sexy. (laughs) And a little sexy sucky sucky. Uh, Yes, Fat Mac is a little uh a little gruff as Pasty would put it today with uh with a little bit of a cold. It's just working its way through the throat. You know how it is. It might just be all them babies fucking rattling up up in there. <laughs> Bouncing off. We the don't know. Never know. Boy, buoyant. We've got uh, uh, a hall of a show for you this week. As we're coming off of Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Cruise. Boy, do we. Yes. Or should I say boy, buoy? Oh, Okay, I shouldn't have Cut said that. Cut that ship out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was just a wave I was going through. So, all right, let's pretty, let's earn the tides here. It was pretty pretty good show this week. Uh, it didn't exactly come live, and it was pretty obvious when they censored the audience in quite a few different locations. Quite a bit. Well, the audience was pretty drunk too, as you'll yeah. find most cruise trip members. Yeah, it was uh, twenty five hundred male wrestling marks with money. They're the loudest ones. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. I uh, I would love to go on the cruise. I would love to go on the cruise. I would love to see all of the events. I would love to check out all the wrestlers. But I feel like I'd be so fucking annoyed within the first half hour. Like I don't feel like I could stand any of the patrons there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Too many people too close together on a cruise for me. That's where I sit with it. Yeah. Too many, like you said, too many young male wrestling fan entitled douches. Let's just admit it. The, the majority of them are douches. There's a handful yeah. of people that, escaped, that scraped and saved throughout the year to make their way to this, but they're mostly entitled douches. Let's just be honest. I'd say that, yeah. 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 But they're still having a better time. It's definitely not a cruise you'd go on hoping to find love. (laughs) No. (laughs) Looking for love in all the wrong places there. But who would have thought John Moxley 
is the crooner of our time. What a what a wonderful ballad that was he, as he did his rendition of Sweet he, he is a crooner and a cruiser. That's great. I want that to be his new gimmick. Like, if, if, if he was in WWE at this time, Vince would be like, that's what you're doing now. <laughs> but then nobody would like it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good shit. Uh, well, we're talking about the cruise, and before we hit up our sponsors, I think we might as well talk about some of the other news that kind of at rumors and emanating from around the area of the Jerry Cruise. In which Kenny Omega had stated something along the lines of they're looking to have a trios championship and a trios division. I also heard something about a women's tag team division. And then uh, before we linked up, you had said something that I didn't hear. About the intergender tagging? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's apparently there's talks of there being... Uh, intergender matches and there may be some dark like some house shows that have had it or something but uh-huh. it's all speculation we don't know anything you know i mean well, wwe's been talking week, about trios tag titles of, of impacts hard to kill pay-per-view <laughs> and i'm guaranteeing you tessa blanchard is going to make our most impactful beefy award next year because she's already fucking flipped the whole world on its head this week oh. She's already affected, yeah, she's already affected AEW and WWE, <laughs> let alone how much she's affected Impact Wrestling and just pro wrestling in general. Yes. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And you can stuff your crazy stuff into my qualities t-shirt brought to you by my friend, That Dude Saint. And, of course, my Qualities t-shirt is a cloud-style broadcasting Cloud Puff logo. And it fits me so nice. I love it. I love him for hooking us up with the things we need to bring our brand to you. And he can do the same for you with fine quality custom tees featuring sublimation, heat transfer vinyl, and decals. And if you don't got a logo of your own, he can design one for you. And then you could slap it on your shirt, or you could slap it on your arm or your forehead, because this dude is also a licensed tattoo artist. Oh, snap. Yeah. Big shit popping over in the qualities circle, and I'm glad to be on the team. And, of course, we have Monster Wear Clothing, bringing you your small runner bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, along with custom graphics and logo design services offered. Man, Monster Wear Clothing is your one-stop shop for self-branding needs. Partner that with qualities, and you won't go wanting for the rest of your days. We do not want you to be wanting. Right. And the rest of your days, Fat Mac, there is seven days in a week, and now it is time for this week. In pro wrestling history. Yes, folks, and we're going to hop in the Wayback Machine way, way back before old Pasty was even born. 36 years ago, my friends. 36 years ago, on January 23rd, 1984, Hulk Hogan defeated the Iron Sheik to win the WWF Championship in Madison Square Garden. 
Hogan's win arguably gave birth to the modern era of professional wrestling, where charisma and showmanship was emphasized over skill and in-ring talent. Now, though Bob Backlund, the previous long-term champion, had been a popular champion, by the time Vince I Love Chocolate Titties McMahon took over the WWF full-time in 1982, fans had grown tired of the clean-cut Bob Backlund. Now, Backlund had refused a heel turn, which may have revitalized his career, and on December 26, 1983, Backlund lost the WWF championship to the dastardly foreigner, the Iron Sheik. Sheik would then serve as a transition to the Hulkamania era, with Hulk Hogan as champion and the new face of the WWF, the company, and albeit the entire sport for that matter, exploded in popularity with new and growing audiences. This also helped usher in what is remembered fondly as the rock and wrestling connection pasty, where the WWF would incorporate popular rock and pop stars into their storylines and marketing. I'd say I remember those days, but I definitely don't. <laughs> but it was—it it most definitely was the biggest pivot in modern pro wrestling times. Yeah, hands down. No doubt about it. And thirty-six years ago, it, it seems like either so long or not that long. It's hard for me to to determine what I think it was. It's when you think of it being these names are also familiar and like we've seen them on our TV screens in recent days. Oh yeah. Well you think of Hulk Hogan, Bob Backlund and Iron Sheik, they've all been on WWE TV at least in the two thousands. Yeah. Bob Backlund not... even more recently when he was uh Darren Young's manager, make Darren great again. Right. And Hulk Hogan even more recently than that, last year at uh at uh, Saudi Arabia. And maybe this year at WrestleMania versus Vince McMahon himself. Oh. <laughs> I'm the only person in the world that is that really wants to see that match. I just want Hogan to have God in his corner. <laughs> he can't be stealing Sean's <laughs> gimmick. God strikes back and Hogan beats Vince. And then Vince leaves and gets in his limousine and it explodes. <laughs> oh, I all I have to say is I wonder what JR would have to say about that. <laughs> well, let's find out in this week's token JRR. So I, I I thought that Mick did a good job for us and I'm so glad. I saw watching the show back. I did work the show with Ventura. Tony was there, a cowboy, we as we discussed. Tony had a nice haircut there too. What happened? How many toes you got now? No. So, uh, anyway, uh, 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 what was I saying about, there's a fan behind you guys. <laughs> How many toes you got there now? Just kind of all over the place on that one. Wasn't he? Yeah, I don't think anything was connected to anything. There. He's I like really traveling just traveling through time in his mind as he sits there. I just want to spend a day in his head. I think it'd be a fun ride. It's just, he goes nonstop. <laughs> I don't yeah, think he's senile. Donate, donate your brain to science, friend. <laughs> right? I don't think he's senile. I think he just he just just doesn't know where to, It's like a train that just doesn't have any actual stops. 
So it just drives for a while and then stops randomly and hopes it's somewhere where it's supposed to be, at least roughly. Mm. And then every now and then, you know, it, it hops on the, the old CB and hits up old CT Conrad Thompson. Hurrah! What were we talking about there again? There was a guy behind you with a sign. Oh, shit! <laughs> uh, I love it. It's funny stuff. Uh, it's ridiculous. He had great hair, though. Kind of like this pay-per-view that we've been waiting for weeks to come together so we can actually cast our predictions. And now it is. Uh, it seems like it's uh, completely together, although we will be making some, some guesstimations. Obviously, it's a one-night tournament, which... For the record, I'm a huge fan of one-night tournaments. I miss them. I wish we'd do more of them. And I recently watched WrestleMania 4 with their one-night tournament to crown the WWF champion. Spoiler, it was Macho Man. But that's just so fun. <laughs> Such a badass. Uh, I love one-night tournaments. I wish they'd do that with King of the Ring. They haven't for years. They've done it as like a multi-night Best of the thing. Super Juniors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what New Japan does. New Japan does it uh, often. And I love it. Yeah, but they also have those, like, 20-night tournaments, too. They do. Um, and uh, this this one's fun. It, it looks like there's some really good matches. Pasty, uh, you, I guess you're going to throw a few out as we go, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, Which, we because do. with everything coming together, it's kind of hard to... Kind of hard to decide what you wanted to do. Exactly, and when you got to get it down to the weirdness, I figure you might as well wait till the last minute. When you got to get it down to the weirdness, folks, you might as well tune in to Beef Sticks Podcast. Yes, indeed. Fat Mac, I can hardly believe it's time times to cast our predictions for NWA Hard Times Times. I love the title Hard Times Times. It's so great. Can it be a division sign next year? It, it could be. Hard I like also how... They I like how... Um, women's, women's show now, aren't they? Hard divided times would just make sense. <laughs> I like how AEW is using old NWA um, titles and NWA is using old Dusty Rhodes phrases. (laughs) (laughs) It's just fucking awesome. (laughs) Forgot to copyright this one, Cody. Yeah, Cody, where were you at the hard times? For two years. (laughs) But I'll sell it to you for $30 million. To be fair, maybe Cody owns... Cody might own uh, the term hard times. That's why they made it hard times times. <laughs> you don't own hard times times. <laughs> you can't own multiplication. <laughs> Can you even do it? Oh, Well, he has that... no children, so I, I don't think so. With that being said, Pasty, uh, we're going to start this one off with... Uh, which may be the opening match, and it's with the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. You wouldn't see that very often in an NWA pay-per-view, but this this pay-per-view is focused completely on crowning the television champion. But at the same time, this isn't a heavyweight championship match. This is a NWA versus ROH non-title match with the NWA world heavyweight champion Nick Aldis taking on Ring of Honor's Flip Gordon for what WWE would probably call bragging rights. Yes. It's kind of weird because I I totally expected to see the villain versus Nick Aldis here. Which would have been awesome. It would have been. But I guess that wouldn't technically be an ROH versus NWA because the villain, I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. 
It would. I would prefer to see that. Let's say that. And I'm a big Flip Gordon fan, but everybody knows when it comes to Marty Skrull, that's my boy. Yeah, yeah. And I have a feeling we still will see it because I don't think uh, Aldis is losing this. I would agree. I think Nick Aldis um, wins this one. Obviously, the title isn't on the line, and nine times out of ten when it's non-title, the champion loses. How much money do you think Nick has made off of people who've left quarters in the carts? <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> but with this, with uh, with NWA not having obviously a ton of pay per views and really building the prestige of their championship back up. That that's one of their biggest goals. I could easily see the champion winning over uh, another promotions, uh, main, one of their main guys. And I could easily see flip Gordon doing the job to help promote a championship that I'm sure he, he grew up um, treasuring and idolizing. Now flip Gordon doesn't have the ring of honor championship, right? He does not No, sir. CEO does. Correct. Yeah. Which would also have been a badass yeah, match. Yeah, that would have been fucking whoa. I don't think you would have had that open. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Ring of Honor was also going to let their champion job. Yeah. My guess is they probably shot for that originally. There's enough chance of him jumping out the wrong side of the ring in their own promotion. <laughs> don't want him fighting for anybody else. That's why Jericho didn't let him on the cruise. He might hop right off the ship. He wasn't sure. <laughs> Man overboard. How do you say that in French? <laughs> Says oh. Le Champion. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> we I don't love speak it. French, just French Canadian. <laughs> oh. Just it doesn't work because he's French Canadian too. Never yeah. I, I know. Well, I mean you're trying. I give you credit. I gotta hit that asshole button. Hang on. Plus Jericho's from Jake was also from the west coast of Canada that doesn't speak French Canadian, so but yeah, we'll just keep going. We'll keep going. Yes, yes. Then we have the NWA National Championship. Champion Aaron Stevens defending versus Scott Steiner. Wow, what a dream match. This is a, a dream match I never knew I wanted, but when I, I when I Aaron seen probably it, always hoped to get, but never even considered it being an actual possibility. Oh, and the uh, the the mic work between these two have been great so far, and I, I hope we get a decent promo, or at least I hope they do a good promo package on this, kind of highlighting everything because these two, I mean, nobody's as good as Scott on the mic in, in what he does. Right. And of course, there Aaron be some Stevens Steiner is... math on hard times. times. <laughs> right? It's in the name. <laughs> on this one, you know, Aaron Stevens has done great, and they're they're doing a good job building him. And I think he's made for NWA. Yeah, I do. And Big Papa Pump. <laughs> Big Papa Pump is uh, he's he's kind of you know he's he's the veteran. He's kind of past his prime and on the downhill, but. I think this is a good – I think he'd make a great transitional champion. I think Aaron Stevens doesn't lose anything losing to him, and I think it would really help build whoever wins it after Scott Steiner. So, you know, I'm going with Big Papa Pump. I think this is going to be great. Uh, and I'll be I, happy to see him win another championship. Hell, he just had the tag team championship in uh, Impact Wrestling not too long ago, so he's yeah, still he been winning champions. Uh 
I, I'm, I'm right on board with you. I, I wanted Stevens to win the championship. I was hoping for a long run, but I think just having a match with Scott Steiner is a win enough in his book <laughs> that Scott can have this championship for a little while. Maybe even oh, if it's yeah. just a, you know, he, he exercises his, his rematch and gets it back somehow. With that right. Question. Which would, yeah. But lo- yeah, losing to Scott Steiner can, can make a person. It doesn't have oh, yeah. to even hurt him. Yeah. Um, two matches in, and we are uh, we're all picking the same people. We hope that tiebreaker comes in handy on this well, one. On, of course, good, good on you changing your answer. <laughs> the last after I made my prediction, you're like, well, oh yeah, you, that would be really awesome. <laughs> you filled in what two names? Come on, how, how am I not supposed to pick the same as you? You only filled in two damn names. Keep it a mystery. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, our last few matches though have all gone to tiebreakers, so perhaps this one that looks like it's pretty e- although we we don't actually I think it was the last time we picked it. No, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really notice that. Woo. <laughs> then we have the NWA Women's Championship. Allison K defending against Thunder Rosa. What do you think, Pasty? I think think Thunder Rosa has been on a pretty hot streak as of lately, and I think she's taken it. That's all you got? Yeah. Well, she's still got the backing <laughs> of Melina too. That kind of helps. Well, yeah, and um, Allison K has had this nine, ten months now, perhaps. Um. So she's had it quite a long time. Deserved champion. I love Allison Kay. I think she's amazing. She was great as Sienna in um, Impact Wrestling. But I'm a huge Thunder Rosa fan also. Loved her back. And I really got introduced to her in Lucha Underground when she yeah. was uh, Cobra Moon, which I really enjoyed. That was, that was really fun in the Reptile Tribe where um, – where old Luchasaurus got his start, too. Luchasaurus yeah. and her in the same faction. Uh, Thunder Rosa definitely deserves what it. What was his name? Like, Vibora? Yeah, it was uh, Vi- Vibora. So, like, a, almost like a viper and a vibrator <laughs> and a boa constrictor, I think. I think that's what he was. I think he was a vibrating viper boa. I think that's what he was. <laughs> the fans christened him Luchasaurus, and thank heavens they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Thunder Rosa, I think she'd definitely deserve it. And um, that just, again, puts us at three matches in a row and three people we all think are going to win it. So, you know, hopefully it starts uh, switching up here on the next one. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But, folks, this is the beginning of the NWA television title tournament. Yes, folks, they are bringing back the NWA television championship. I love it. I'm excited for it. Television titles are one of my favorite titles. Um, so this is a, a four-bracket yeah, four bracket tournament with eight contenders. First up... Is going to be Tim Storm versus Ken Anderson in the first round. Uh, Pasty, what have you got here? 
Well, I was going to pick Tim Storm until I realized it wasn't James Storm. So Ken Anderson all the way. <laughs> no, James Storm actually will be wrestling later on in the night or they early in the night. We don't know what. They have to each other for that last name. That's they should. That Tim versus James. Tim Storm versus Jim Storm. They just um, a tag team would be great too. Tim and Jim. They don't even call him Storm. Just Tim and Jim. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Mr. Anderson. Tim Storm <laughs> has made a, a name for himself in NWA, but I think I think Anderson. Uh, spoiler alert! I think Anderson wins first round, loses next round, but helps put somebody else over. And why not? I love watching Ken Anderson wrestle. I love Mr. Anderson. I was disappointed how he was used in WWE. I was disappointed in how he was used in Impact Wrestling. I'm going to be disappointed in how he's used in NWA, but they're going to give him this win. So I, I won't be disappointed in that. We're both four in, and we're all picking the same people. We're both going Mr. Ken Anderson. Yes. And match five. Another television title tournament match. We'll be seeing Ricky Starks taking on Matt Cross. I don't know a whole lot about both witches, so I'm going with Matt Cross because it's a better wrestling name. <laughs> it actually kind of is a better wrestling name. <laughs> um, Ricky Starks could He's be. He's got to win every one of his matches with a crucifix pin, though. <laughs> Could be related to Tony Starks. You never know. Stark. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he added the S. He's like the non um, I was going to go with Ricky Starks, but I'm going to change it to Matt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going Ricky Starks on this one. And uh, I think he's he, – well, he, I know he's definitely an up-and-comer in NWA – They've been uh, kind of getting the machine behind him, as far at least as far as getting his name out there, maybe more so than anything. But I, I think that he's definitely. I don't think this is. I don't think he's losing this round, and uh, I think he might keep on moving on. We'll see how that works. But yeah, I'm definitely going on this one. Ricky Starks takes it. And then moving right along, we've got the next round seeing Zicky Dice, which I always think his name should be Dickie Zeiss because it sounds better, versus Dan <laughs> Maff. I like Zicky. I love I love the name Zicky. I don't think you get enough of that. <laughs> he just, like, fell asleep on a keyboard, and that's what came out. It came out, baby. <laughs> this one, pasty. Uh, I'm going Dan Maff. Dan Maff is is a beast. He's a fighter. These are two big. These are two fighters. Zicky Dice. I mean, if you just look at his picture, he looks kind of goofy, goofballish, and that's kind of his character. But they're both just just beat 'em ups, and I like beat 'em ups. So uh, this should be your hard hitting, just slobber knocker, if you will. I'm Match. To it. With that being said, I'm going Dan Maff. I think he, I think this this is probably the most out of all of the television title tournament ones. This is the most difficult for for me because I think either one could definitely do it, and they're very similar characters. But I'm gonna go Dan Maff. 
I did the math on hard times times and and it equaled out to Dan math. <laughs> well, this will surprise everyone and shock and awe all. I'm going with Dan math. <laughs> Woo! Boy, we're doing good on this. It's, it's, uh, it's really riding on Cross and Starks here. <laughs> it's going to make or break the pay-per-view. I mean, to be fair, if, if there were our only two that were different, then we wouldn't. We definitely wouldn't need a tiebreaker. <laughs> Unless they both get eliminated from the tournament somehow. Oh, but that being said, we may have a difference of opinion on the final of the first round of the TV title tournament, Pasty, and that will see the two who have kind of had a, a thing going on here, and I'm not talking about dating each other, I'm talking about a feud. That would be the man known as Question Mark versus the beast known as Trevor Murdoch. I think this is really weird because I swear to I put down Question Mark earlier. And either you changed the way our names are ordered, <laughs> or you just changed my answer to change my answer. I didn't change either, but if you want it to be question mark, you can definitely make it question mark. I really mark. do want it to be question mark. Well, put it as question mark. It's question mark. I'm picking okay. question mark. Spoiler alert, so is Fat Mac. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with question mark on this one. I think he's got a lot to prove. I think this would be a good tournament to make. Old QM. I might have just been confused at the time too, because this is uh, very much where I stopped picking altogether <laughs> and went about doing something else entirely. Right. Uh, had a had a JR brain moment. So uh, all right, we're both gonna go question mark on this yes. one. This one's really getting down there, Pasty. <laughs> so moving on, um, we've got the second round, the semifinals of the television title tournament, and we are going to see the either J, uh, not I almost said James Storm, either Tim Storm <laughs> or Ken Anderson taking on either Ricky Starks or Matt Cross. All right, Pasty, what do you think here? Uh, I'm going to go with the winner of Storm versus Anderson. Anderson. Exactly. He's the best guy in the world on the mic, and the best guy on the mic has got to be your television champion. That's the way I sit when I sit on this. Or your radio champion nice would make more sense. But, yes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm going to go with the winner. Guy. <laughs> I'm going to go with the winner of Stark's Cross because I feel that one of those two people is going to be the uh, winner of the tournament in my and opinion. The earth shatters. Wow, we, we picked different. We picked different for the second time in this Ah, uh, then we have the next round, seeing the winner of Dice or Math versus the winner of Question Mark Murdoch. Ooh boy, what you picking? Pasty on this one here, I am going with the winner of Question Mark or Trevor Murdoch. Because um, I honestly, in my opinion, think that the 
final match, the, the, the finale to this tournament is going to come down to Starks versus question mark. That, that's what I see it happening. That's It could go anywhere. It's one of these tournaments. You never know. But I think these are the two guys to build in this. I think these are your two mid-card guys to really try to push. So if I'm booking, that's what I would do. Obviously, when I when I book or when I assume for WWE when we do predictions, I don't do if I'm booking because they'll never do what I pick. I already know that. <laughs> <laughs> but NWA seems to have a little more uh, head on their shoulders. Yes. So I'm just gonna go with that. So yeah, definitely I'm going question mark or Murdoch. What Me do you got? Me too. I love. Whoa. I love question mark and I love Aaron Stevens. So, you know, Stevens loses to Steiner and Mark gets over. That's good in my book. I have the same uh, vision as you, but Mr. Anderson walks away with the championship. Ah. All right. With that being said, we take a, a pause for the cause, walk away from the television tournament. We maybe uh, hear some words from our sponsors and get into a three way tag team championship match. We're going to see the Rockin' For the Ages, literally. We got Rock and Roll Express, the veterans, taking on Eli Drake and James Storms, the nowadays solidified main uh, well-known names, versus the up-and-coming The Wild Cards, the former NWA Tag Team Champions, Thomas Latimer and Royce Isaacs. Oh, where are you on this one, Pasty? Where are uh, you here? This is the hardest one to pick on the card so far. <laughs> <laughs> if I go with my heart, it's Rock and Roll Express. If I go with my brain, it's the Drake Storm. But I was right when I picked Rock and Roll Express last time, so why wouldn't I be right to pick them again? I'm going with Rock and Roll. You know, the one thing is, with it being a three-way tag team exactly. championship, they easily have an out again. They they could, just like last time, I mean, they can easily get a win where maybe their limitations, if you will, aren't going to hold them back. They, they can use their cunning over their skill. Mm. With that being said, though, last time when I was wrong... I'm going to repeat the the same reasoning for this one. I think Rock and Roll Express are transition champions, or or just uh, uh I, I think it was a little boost, a way to give the wild cards a little uh a, a rub, if you will. Not the word yeah. I'm thinking of, but yeah, we're going to say a rub. And so I think that the wild cards win it back here from the Rock and Roll Express. They might not pin them. I think they should pin them, to be honest. But I'm going to go with the wild cards. I think wild cards become your two-time NWA World Tag Team Champions. Fair enough. Then we've got your main event, which is, uh, could be any of you guys. Could be anybody. We don't know. Could be PCO versus uh, Rob Van Dam. Tommy Dreamer might show up. He often does. (laughs) (laughs) Go away, Tommy. (laughs) Don't ruin this promotion to you, please. Go home, we Tommy. saw what Just you did to Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, this one here, we're going to see, obviously, uh, the semifinal winner versus the other semifinal winner. Basically, it's going to come down to either uh, Question Mark or Murdoch or Dan Math or Zicky Dice versus either Tim Storm, Ken Anderson, 
Ziggy Starks or uh, Matt Cross. Yeah. A lot of that. people. A lot of people. Good, good Any of the eight. Of what do you say? As it's coming down to Anderson question mark with Anderson taking the win. You're going uh, Anderson question mark. Um, with Anderson taking the win. So you're going with um, so you're going with either So we're we're gonna make it fair here. We're gonna make it legit, folks. So you're going with yeah. either Anderson or Tim Storm is, is your is your final answer for this. Yeah. I think okay. Tim Storm winning it too could be cool. And I'm going with either Ricky Starks or Matt Cross winning it. Um of course you believe it's gonna be Anderson, I believe it's gonna be Starks. Pasty, we got to put a tiebreaker in this one because if there's ever been a time we've been itching for a tie, we're begging for it here. So our tiebreaker is going to be which two are in the final. What It's going to be the last the last two guys to go for the belt. Okay. You think it's going to be Mr. Anderson? And question mark. And question mark. All right. So Pasty says Mr. Anderson versus question mark. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going with Ricky Starks versus question marks. So we're both putting question marks in here. Oh, we might end up having to brainstorm after the podcast and maybe come up with a better... We're not going to be able to, because by the time we're done recording, this pay-per-view is going to be over. Yes. Um, so let's, let's pray like hell that, um, <laughs> we get this. I'm going Ricky Starks and question mark is, is who I think is it's going to well, be. How fun would it be? If we tied and none of the four guys were in the <laughs> that would be odd. That would be that would be just. Be, I'd take it. I'd take it. And be like good, sold. We're is okay that, with this. Is that a loss for both then at that point? I I just well, it's just a it's just a a tie a, a, a nothing. Okay. We've had it before. Just neither one of us get a point. We don't lose a point. This ain't like Jeopardy. Where we're not going in the hole. Oh, I'm wagering all my points, Fat Mac. All right, well, you're going in the hole. <laughs> but that's my final answer. Ah, uh, there you go. Well, this you should are be the weakest link. <laughs> this should be fun. Let's make a deal. Or no deal. <sighs> Howie Mandel. This is a fun one. I'm excited just because I love these one night tournaments. Anyway? <laughs> Mine. <laughs> now you're stretching it because it's less of a game show, but I'll give it to you. It is a game show, only the points don't count and the winners don't matter. Um, anything more you have on this one, hard times, times, times? Uh, no, no. Other than we seem to really be in agreement of this, so <laughs> we're either going to really enjoy the show or, or really not enjoy it because we – I think it's going to be great if what we pick out comes to fruition and then we just know that NWA is our brand. It's like it, it's got the it's got the wrestling fans' minds. They listen to our podcast and steal our ideas and then right last minute write the show because we're going against <laughs> As them. they're airing. Right as they're airing. <laughs> they're listening. That's it's a live podcast, folks. They're listening. Oh, it's good stuff. Yes. It's it, it gets savage, pasty, and that brings us to the best portion of the night, perhaps we don't know. The best the, portion of the week, the Savage Sentinel. Yes, it's time for the dudes with the booze to bring you the news. Coming at this week's top story: Oscar avoided a near fatal incident on a normally sleepy Tuesday. Sleepy a Tuesday. That happened this evening. 
at the She Was At The Fashion Show Mall in Las Vegas. I didn't say that wrong. That's how it's writ, folks. When a public shooting occurred, according to 8 News Now, there are three people injured as... <laughs> Can you fucking change it? You are reading it? There are three people injured after the most recent report. The Kabuki Warrior tweeted about the situation, updating fans as she escaped. I just escaped, Oscar wrote on Twitter. There was a scream in front of me at a fashion show mall, and I was like, Blanket, stop being so ignorant. <laughs> no, it was like shooting. Hashtag oh, you turned Oscar into Mr. Jefferson. <laughs> it was the voice I came out with, and then I just tied it all together. I that was awesome. It. I just love it. <laughs> It was like shooting. Mm-hmm. Hashtag guests near the shooting range protected me. I'm assuming it's guests near like, the that line of fire. Because if you have a shooting range in a mall, you're asking for it, right? <laughs> you're asking there's for a, it. There's a there's a jean there's a jeans store next to a shooting gallery. <laughs> and the jeans protected her. That's good stuff. It's it's thick denim. It's thick denim. Uh, Pasty. Legitimately, we're we're really happy that yeah. first of all that there there are no fatalities as of as of now as of recording. There were so few injuries, and that Oscar, as well as so many other bystanders, made it out safe. Too many of these public shootings going on. Yes, it's it's sad, it's sick, and it's ridiculous. It seems like every week there's like three now. It's. Ugh. It is. We wish life was more like the Disney Channel. Which brings me into our next story, Pasty. The Disney Channel has given a pilot order to Blue Demon Jr.'s TV show. That's true. Ooh. This is according to de- Deadline, apparently. Casting Blue is Demon currently... Jr.'s clues. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Uh, casting is currently underway in Los Angeles and Mexico. Ultraviolet and Blue Demon, as the show is titled, is about a 13-year-old girl who finds out that her famed luchador uncle, that being Blue Demon Jr., is actually a superhero and is picked to be his successor. Blue Demon Jr. is also executive producer of the show, along with Pokemon Detective Pikachu writers Dan Hernandez and Benji Samet. This is not the first time OBDJ has expanded into popular media, though, folks. In 2007, he starred in the film Mil Mascaras vs. the Aztec Mummy, also known as Mil Mascaras Resurrection. Sounds fantastic. In an episode of Mucha Lucha, an animated Blue Demon Jr. appears as a superhero wrestler. He has competed in the Mexican dancing show Marie Kian Bahia in 2011 and has a cameo in Mel Gibson's 2012 movie, Get the Gringo. Blue Demon Jr. was the first Mexican wrestler to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. He was also Cauliflower Alley Club's 2018 Lucha Libre Award winner, as well as former AAA Latin American champion and Mexican National Cruiserweight champion. I'm going to watch his show. There you go. He's like like, uh, the Dwayne Johnson of Mexico. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes, or like the Tiger Mask of Mexico. Because in go. Japan, Tiger Mask is kind of everywhere. A lot of TV shows. I'd assume it's easier to get Tiger Mask onto children's television than it is to get a Blue Demon. Well, they're both pretty. Uh, Tiger Mask looks more ferocious. 
Yeah. I don't know. Ah, uh, well, let's hope it makes its way to Disney Plus so I can binge it. Oh, that'd be a plus. Yes. Ooh, ITV box office has shut down its service effective immediately. ITV box office was the UK pay-per-view home for AEW pay-per-views. Fans of the UK will still be able to watch the pay-per-views on the Fight app. There's also been some issues for AEW fans in the UK with the Dynamite airings on ITV4. Should have put them on ITV1. That's what I told them from the beginning. Fans were told that the show would be available to view on their on-demand service at 7 p.m. on Thursdays. That had not been the case so far this year. With the show airing on ITV4 at varying times on Friday nights, the show is still scheduled to air on ITV4. Well, what does that solve then? Sporadic airings of it. It's on right now. We're counter-programming <laughs> everyone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's listening. <laughs> nobody's there's watching also, either. There's also a damn Jericho cruise going on. Come on. I know. And we said last year we were going to be there this year. So surprise, guys, we're coming to you live from the Jericho Cruise. Woo! Yeah. No, we're not. Oh, so far, Pasty, we've been in a mall in Las Vegas, the Disney Channel. We were over to the UK, and the Savage Sentinel now goes across the border down south where Conan got into an argument with Psychosis 2, real name Juan Ebodio Gonzalez outside of this weekend's impact tapings in Mexico City, where Psychosis 2 actually slapped Conan in the face. Slapped now, him. What slapped him. Now, just to be clear, this is not Dion, Dionisio Torres, the Psychosis who wrestled in WCW and WWE. Good, then I no. don't feel bad for him. <laughs> On his Keeping It 100 podcast, Conan addressed the situation saying, Now I see he's with other guys, so I'm kind of looking around and thinking, Bro, is this guy going to actually jump me here with these guys? While I'm kind of looking out of my peripheral, big word, Conan, I'm trying to defuse the situation, and he slaps me, Conan explained. I'm thinking real quick for that split second, thinking, Bro, if I hit him, I know I'm going to get jumped. I just know I am. I just feel it. If, we, if we'd if we have been one-on-one, -on -one, I'd have punched the shit out of him. I didn't know I'm Conan was Vince Russo. <laughs> I'm thinking in this moment, let me get out of here so I can get into the dressing room and I can get everyone out. That's his account of the story. On Wrestler Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said that the issue between the two is because Gonzalez feels like the reason he's not getting booked in AAA is because of Conan, and that won't change until Conan leaves. Conan is currently on the booking team for AAA. Uh, if you just look up Conan Psychosis on YouTube, you'll see the video if you haven't already seen it on every uh, Facebook page or news site. Uh, he does slap Conan pretty good, stumbles him back a bit. Yeah. Kind of a, it an interesting like Conan turn of really events. didn't want to fight the guy. He might not have even had any guys with him. You know, it could have just been him there and he'd been like, uh, no. Well, there, there are a bunch of people around. I don't speak fluent Spanish. I just know a few, you know, Mexican words. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know what happened in the video. Conan looks punked out. Obviously, if it's a bunch of people and just Conan, it would kind of understand it. 
of course, he tells the story like like we all tell stories where we get slapped. Like, I would have done it. Would have if they wouldn't have had everybody. Come on, bro. And on. What are the odds you're you're in a, a big crowd of people or a crowd of people in general in Mexico and you're Conan, you get slapped and you deck the guy back, the, the whole crowd's going to turn against you? I don't, I don't buy that, especially not for Psychosis 2, the one nobody's ever heard of before. <laughs> Psychosis, for the record, Psychosis 2 has a good name down in Mexico. He, he's a pretty big name. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, Somebody did get cell phone footage of it, so we get to see it. So it's legit. For those of you wondering, I'm 99% I'm sure saying, it's Psychosis not a work. It's a shoot. good enough to have a sequel. <laughs> oh, oh. He was in the Mexico right, with the lawnmower. Oh, that was, that was Vince, though. You can't blame him for that. He oh. went along with it. So he took the money. Oh. Oh. I love psychosis. One of my favorites. Right up Smiling there with the park. Miles would, would agree with me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> if you don't like it, get oh. out of it. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, Vince McMahon has done some really stupid things and can be quite the uh, classless asshole, pasty. Oh, yes, he can. And according to multiple eyewitness accounts, Vince McMahon and Pat Patterson made complete asses of themselves at Rocky Johnson's invite-only funeral. No way. Oh, yeah. The report goes, Vince got up to speak and said Rocky did only one good thing in life, and that was marry Atta and have some kids. And apparently, he then did his working strut off the platform and sat down and that was it. I just would love to he fucking didn't even see that at a him funeral. For his chocolate titties. <laughs> and he had some titties on in a chocolate body. <laughs> mm. Then Pat Patterson was asked to speak and said some very nice things about working with Rocky in San Francisco. Then out of nowhere, Patterson goes into this rant and called Rocky Johnson, who was lying dead in the casket below him, a motherfucker, and started a vulgar rant about how worthless Rocky was, and a bunch of guys had to drag Patterson off the church platform and sit him down. (laughs) Wow. Superstar Billy Graham said it was so disgustingly disrespectful, it's beyond words. Patterson, who just turned 81, must be losing his mind literally. Only in pro wrestling, folks. Very sad to hear about this, and I actually feel a little bit over this bizarre behavior. Ill over this bizarre behavior. Jesus. Not good. No. Harry Smith gave a similar account, saying, I think Vince and Pat were both really strange, or they were drunk, or probably on that cocaine. Or they did a bit of both. Probably. Pat's microphone got cut off because he was talking so long at the funeral. Pat's final ending line was, you know, last night I was drunk and I was drinking water or what I thought was in the sink. And then the toilet seat (laughs) fell on my head. Vince said, Rocky Johnson was a great wrestler, but the greatest thing I ever did was marry Ada Johnson and Ada had some kids. Then he, Vince, walked out of the building. Vince strutted on and off stage like he was cutting a promo. I love Pat Patterson's fucking line. I'm going to use that at the next funeral I go to. 
You know, last night I was drunk and I was drinking water or what I thought was in the sink, and then the toilet seat fell on my head. Where the fuck does that come from, Pat? I love, though, that both accounts specifically say Vince did his strut. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel uh, like, I feel like uh, a Trump double da- dog dared Vince or something here. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're sitting here and laughing because it's so truly outrageous that even Jem would fucking turn beet red in shame. But this is really just disgusting and classless. If it's legit, uh, apparently there's multiple eyewitnesses that claim this to be true. There were no cameras, and it was invite only, but... And I hope more comes out of this in the future, either debunking it or giving us even more detail. I want to hear what The Rock has to say about it. Really? Like... What was his reaction there? You know, he he was he had to have been there. Oh yeah, he had to have been there. If, you know, just from the the little bit that I know of Rock's character, just from seeing him in the public, I'd almost think that he wouldn't even mention this publicly, like in the media. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the Rock has more class than that. God, that just makes me feel. But, like um, Rock, Rock would still suck Vince's dick over over his dead father not that what? he should be sucking his dead father's dick don't think that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> triple h get out of here um i mean the story is hilarious but it but it's also sho- it, just because it's so shockingly yeah crass and the thing is is vince just gonna walk away with it and nothing nothing's ever gonna come you know this is, this, oh, this no. is the last you're ever gonna hear of it folks I'm 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 more of a fan of Pat on this one though, to be honest. Like Vince, I, I, I think it's cool that Vince did the strut. Apparently both on and off. Like I can see him shaking those arms. Maybe even playing No Chance in Hell on his own little handheld fucking Bluetooth speaker. Just his phone. Just his phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I just love Vince's mon or uh, Pat's monologue. I swear I want to use that one. In fact, I'm gonna steal it and put it as a Facebook status and see what people think. <laughs> Because it's good. Oh, but of course, as uh, as Rocky is sucking Vince's dick and he's coming, and uh, Rocky's father is is going to better or worse places, we're not sure. It brings us to the comings and goings in the Savage Sentinel this week, pasty. Yes. And that brings me right in to the burning ring of honor. Because PWInsider.com is reporting that Ring of Honor is working on bringing Adam Brooks in full-time. Brooks, who is 29 years of age, was originally trained by old Murph Dirt himself, Buddy Murphy, and has been a consistent main eventer for Australian promotions, including Melbourne City Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Australia. He has also wrestled for Pro Wrestling Gorilla and Ring of Honor and has already announced he will be in Tampa competing over the WrestleMania 36 weekend. Woo! Another Australian star headed to Ring of Honor is Slex. Slex! That's a Slexy name. The Melbourne native has been a pro wrestler for more than half his life, even though he's just 33, known as the business. Slex is a two-time Melbourne City Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and he has also competed for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Can't say I've heard of him. Looking forward to seeing him in action. You got to good with a name like that. I haven't heard of either of these guys, but I'm already a big fan of Slex because there's this kid at work who, um, through a, a long story that makes no sense, 
we've now nicknamed him the business. <laughs> and it's and it's been like that for for months now to the point that even our bosses when they need him for something they're like hey, hey business come here <laughs> um so so i like slex because i'm just a fan of people named the business and i'd never known of anybody else named the business so it's good it is good stuff um other great things coming along here according to squared circle sirens at least pasty Current Ring of Honor tag champion Jonathan Gresham will be replacing longtime Ring of Honor booker Bully Ray as the head of the Women of Honor division. Now, besides work or besides booking matches, he will assist in training at the ROH Dojo and oversee the recently announced Women of Honor Open Tryout, in which at least one participant will be given a developmental contract. I um I, I have mixed feelings of this. I, I think it's great to let Bully Ray focus completely on the Ring of Honor booking and keep him there so he can really I, I think Bully Ray's great at what he does yeah, and I think that's Ray awesome. And Marty Skrull's brains coming together. It's, it's squishy. Ring of Honor's squishy. coming back, folks. It's about to happen. It's morphing <clears throat> before your eyes. Just take these words and sit on them. Stick them right but, up your um, butt, Morty. I do <laughs> I do wish that they had a. Uh, they have so many talented veteran females out there. I, I I feel like I hope they bring in a veteran female to at least co-head book. Why with, not have uh, Bully Ray's wife Gretchen. do it? Old Velvy, I yeah. love Old Velvy. Then you still have input from Bully Ray coming in on it, but he doesn't have to focus on it so much. Well, Old Velvy has her own uh, issues that we will discuss later on. Ooh. Um, I haven't talked about her in a while. Yeah, but I like talking about her. I like looking at her. She's a good woman. Yeah. <laughs> Bully Ray, you lucky dog. Woo! Looking to hold on to a variety of talent in 2020, Ring of Honor has secured another star, according to PW Insider, that being Lifeblood member PJ Black, who has signed a new multi-year deal in an interview with Wrestling Inc. Black discussed choosing Ring of Honor over NXT. I had an opportunity to go back to NXT. It was the same money for 200 shows more. So really, it was a no-brainer for me. I have creative <laughs> freedom and freedom outside because I do a lot of things outside wrestling that le- they let me do whenever. whenever. With creative freedom in wrestling, just to be yourself is important. I like it. I also like to know that even though NXT is the third brand and no longer developmental, they're no better off than they were before. Actually, worse off because they're working harder. Right, you're making that same money but more dates. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but it is good that it seems like 2020 Ring of Honor is trying to to put some some pieces in place. They have a strategy. Our first our first four notes right here, pasty, are all Ring of Honor based, and that's good. That means they are focused on doing something this year. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. They definitely need to come back after the last 365 days. And uh, not only has Ring of Honor been working to get themselves out there and reboot their their product, I like Shelley's 2020 just keeps expanding pasty. All right. Joey Janela revealed on Twitter that the tag team extraordinaire will be making his Game Changer Wrestling debut at Spring Break at the Spring Break 4 event down in Tampa, Florida during WrestleMania weekend. The former Motor City Machine Gun has made some pretty big waves in the wrestling world as he has made appearances for NXT 
tagging with his time splitter sidekick Kushida during the Dusty Rhodes Classic in a losing effort against the Grizzled Young Vets. Yes. I did not get to see their tag match. I, I think I'm going to end up going back to watch that. because I haven't got to see any of the Dusty Classic. I'm kind of waiting to hear the highlights and maybe go and check that out. I think it's out. they're still calling it the Dusty Rhodes Classic with all the Cody Rhodes stuff. I think Vince, as long as he owns the names to anything Rhodes, he'll stick it to Cody by using it. Probably. They'll just have a pay-per-view called Rhodes, Rhodes, Rhodes. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Jazzy Gabbert of NXT UK fame announced on Twitter that she is now a free agent. She also wrote, I will press the reset button like Ring of Honor. I will be offline for a short while. I need a change. Will change. Body, mind, and soul needs a break. Ten she speaks days. like a cave woman. I know. <laughs> I, I, like, like, you could read this in broken Matt voice, and it would be right. I will press the reset button. No. <laughs> Ten days of fasting. Including keeping off from social media, which is the hardest part of a fast, I tell you what. Oh, I, I, I've never made it that far. Ten days of fasting is a little extreme. I can go without eating, I can go without drinking water, but man, Twitter, <laughs> woo, it, it beckons. <laughs> TikTok, bro. You <laughs> don't, don't even stop. know. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's the first step. Second one. Which I look most forward to is changing my look. And hopefully your grammar skills, you also too, writer. <laughs> and I changed my profession. Whoa. One came to an end and one is rising like a phoenix. Watch out for it. There's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> Thank you for being on this journey. Gabbert later explained her decision, saying, In 2020, German rocker Udo Lindenberg asked me, if I can come on tour again, and a reality TV show offer came in also. Unfortunately, these projects would cross the schedule from NXT UK, and I had to make a decision, because working all of these projects at once wouldn't work. Well, that's oxymoronic. <laughs> As I couldn't Working my... wouldn't work. <laughs> uh, As I couldn't see myself moving up in terms of storylines, I had to ask for my release. So it was completely my decision, and I'm happy with it. I always wanted to work with, for WWE, and I'm happy that I can tick that box. Oh, she's on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so much for 10 days off, huh? And what are you doing posting the status? <laughs> of course, I would have loved to be a champion, for sure. But my heart tells me it's time to move on. So make sure you leave a comment so I can check it over the next 10 days that I'm not on social media. <laughs> uh, this is cool, though. This is great for her. I don't, I don't falter one bit. If I could either be taking bumps and bruises and being on the road and, and everything, working my ass off in WWE, or I could be touring on the rocker circuit and doing shows and working on TV, maybe working the same amount of hours, but definitely – a less grueling physical schedule. I think it is a no brainer. <clears throat> yeah. I kind of look at it like, um, if you're, if it's that easy for you to step away from it, 
You probably weren't made for it in the first place. No, she probably wasn't. I think, just like she said, I think this was just a, a box that she wanted to tick off. And she did it, and good for her. It's nice you know? to know that WWE for people now is just a box, and it's not like your ultimate endpoint. It, you know, it, uh, it's, it's, it's neat. It, it really is that, and I've actually read a few articles recently about wrestlers outside of WWE kind of mentioning that, that it's like, yeah, we'd love to go to WWE, but it's not the end-all, be-all, and a couple of wrestlers have mentioned, you know, yeah, it was great being in WWE, but yeah. it was kind of a stop, and now I'm moving on to other things and, I mean, and making like my the own brand. and give, give Vince your everything for your whole career and then retire to have him beg you to come back each and every year. Even though you know you're probably not ready to be in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a then you get a two hour uh debut in Stone Cold's show that's just a rebrand of his show that he had before. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I I love I respect The Undertaker as as not only a wrestler and a person, but I've said it before on this podcast and I'll say it again. And it's probably due to him having to stay in character his whole life. The man sucks in an interview, like a shoot interview where he's not the Undertaker. Yeah. He's just boring and hard to listen to, and isn't eloquent. And he just—he's not good he's at a talking. Awkward person. I, I, he really I, is. He kind of resonates with me in that sense. Yeah, it's not—it's not bad, and it's not his fault. He spent his whole career not having yeah. to do shoot interviews yeah. ever. Yeah, he barely so. talked any throughout his adult life. <laughs> Oh, I can how to see. Make the sounds. You see, fucking uh, Michelle McCool rolling over in bed. You know, hey, Mark, you feel like a feel like a romp tonight? And there's old uh, Paul Bear in the corner. Oh yes, the Undertaker rises. <laughs> Man, Man Brock Lesnar needs to lose Paul Heyman sooner. He's gonna have the same trouble, <laughs> right? No wonder Vince keeps getting him to come back. Ooh. He can't talk for himself. <laughs> oh, we got uh-huh. something to talk about there coming up. But yes. when a UK door closes, that's great how that got written. I don't know who wrote that, but I love that. <laughs> Someone put some pants on that door, a T-shirt. When, when a UK door closes, another UK door opens. People listening have no fucking idea what we're laughing no. at. <laughs> Irish indie wrestler Valkyrie Kane, and I usually give you the fucking shitty names, but I'm going to go with this one. Alfie. I think it's Ewaf, Ewafe, Cusack, Cusack. My wife. <laughs> has been signed to NXT UK. She is 23 years old young, and she was trained at the same Fight Factory pro wrestling school as Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. She made her pro debut in 2015 and has been a top women's star in Europe since. She became the first woman to hold the Irish Junior Heavyweight title in 2018 also. My wife. Valkyrie Kane also held the <laughs> EVE tag team titles with Debbie Keitel as the Woke Queens. Valkyrie worked the NXT UK TV tapings this past weekend in York, England, and wrestled a male on both nights. No, not a man, but a male. The the name A M A L E. Why didn't I give Why didn't I give you this one, Pacey? Why did I end up with this one? <laughs> because I got this one. As for the domestic NXT, Cassie Catanzaro 
There you go. How's that for you? Did that make you feel better? Makes me feel much better. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Made a surprise return for Women's Battle Royal and a losing effort for the number one contendership for NXT Women's Championship. Cat and Zero opened up about a doubts she had regarding a part of WWE in a YouTube interview where she discussed taking time away from NXT so she could rehab and take care of herself both physically, mentally, and spiritually. Catanzaro admitted how she did some soul-searching that ultimately led her back to The Undertaker's urn in his bedroom as he <laughs> romped with Michelle McCool. No, led her back to WWE. She's excited to see what she can achieve during this next chapter of her wrestling career, admitting she is missing the feeling of competing and the reactions from the NXT fans. And I we feel the same. Breathe a heavy sigh, because... You're an American Ninja Warrior. You're not a wrestler, and you don't need to. Be I a liked her though. When you walked away, I didn't care, and when you came back, I cared even less. I will agree with you. When she walked away, I didn't care, and and again, she kind of feels like the same with uh, uh, Jazzy Gabert. Like it's it's almost just uh her, her something for her to do. WWE though, I forget who it is. Um, she's she's with one of them. Uh, Mr. Catanzaro. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> well, well, it is, <laughs> but you know. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, but I really like her. I like her character. I like her. She's got that it factor. She's got that spunk. She, I, I, I like what she she offers. I like what she brings. So. Uh. I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay with it. I I would have been fine with her just leaving, but I'm I just I'm think, fine. Uh, with call her up to the main roster so I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't find anything about her husband being in WWE. Uh, either that or her boyfriend. I don't know, but when she quit, somebody came out and like spoke <clears throat> out on her behalf. And, oh, yeah, I do remember that now that you yeah. say that. Yeah. I think she's I banging somebody. It it's good. We like yeah, that. We like banging good. people. Oh, moving on, though. Sylvian Grenet told TVA Sports he is returning to WWE as a backstage agent. Most fans will remember Grenet's La Resistance days with his tag partner Rune Dupree hey, I remember from 2003 him. until 2005. Don't remember this guy. I felt the same way. I know the name Rune <laughs> Dupree, but not Sylvian Grenet. Rune Dupree was from like uh, the 90s, also. So, yeah. um, starting last Monday at a WWE live event in Lexington, Kentucky, Grenet is currently in the training phase for his new role. Grenet stated, "For the moment, I am training." But eventually, I will be assigned to the red team or the blue team, Raw or SmackDown. He's a fucking genius. I'm going to do a TV show a week. Oh, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> Every pay-per-view, and once a month, I'm going to tour house shows. Every pay-per-view pre-show, maybe. <laughs> you went away and came back. You should never ever come back <laughs> uh, good for him for coming good for him though as a backstage agent I, I don't know much about him so I really can't say whether I think he'll be good or bad or whatnot Can but we get Rene Dupree back uh, we could I, I wasn't a big Rene Dupree fan so hmm. 
I didn't. La Resistance happened while I wasn't watching WWE, so I really have very little opinion on them. Neither good nor bad. Mm. So I'm not sure. Not sure. But there's actually better news coming out of Canada than that, baby. Idiocracy. Sorry. Had to, had to go there. Yes. Uh, Shannon Moore may be going back to work for WWE. The Canadian Wrestling Elite promotion announced this week that Moore was forced back out of their January 24th through 26 shows due to an unexpected WWE obligation. Then in a Facebook post, CWE noted that the Prince of Punk had a contractual obligation to WWE that will now require his presence. Later this month, Moore was replaced by wrestling legend Pat Tanaka on the CWE shows. And it's interesting, Moore's returning to WWE during Royal Rumble weekend. Back in November, the author of the book of Dillagaff, Do I Look Like I Give a Funk? No, you don't. Worked as a guest coaching stint at the Performance Center. More or less prefer, per, appeared for WWE in August 2008, but has been active on the indies and overseas since leaving WWE. More has recently issued statements on being sober for over two years, which is something that's mandatory to do when you run around with a guy like Jeff Hardy. <laughs> you almost have to update that <laughs> weekly. Just weekly, just being like, I'm not smoking crack with Jeff, okay? <laughs> just out here fishing. <laughs> this has got me uh, a little bit worried, because Matt Hardy has had this uh, Free the Delete series going on on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> talking about leaving WWE, but with more coming back, I wonder if we're getting Matt version one again. And there was a little bit of foreshadowing for that on today's episode. Well, you know, I'm... um. I'm honestly more thinking, <laughs> more, that we may just maybe see him make an appearance on the Rumble, which is already pretty full, so we might actually not get any old-timers. But it is very interesting that it's happening during Rumble weekend, so we could see him <clears throat> make a Rumble appearance, and then... That would be such a shitty surprise entrant. I liked him, Can but I understand it. it on Shannon Moore, please? I'd rather see Pat Tanaka, to be honest. Get Have him take him place in the Rumble. Honestly, I'll take John Cena, you know? It would be <clears> a good pop. Oh, yeah, it would. I kind of miss him a little bit. Things are rough without a guy who actually knows how to do live WWE TV. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they want from him. He would be uh, great backstage as like a booker or a, a, a coach, you know, just doing a job in they NXT put him on as a WWE coach. WWE backstage <clears throat> and they replace him as Booker T, but he is Booker T, and Booker T's not on the show anymore. <clears throat> okay. Well, you said backstage is a booker. That's where my mind went. Your mind did go there. <laughs> We're not sure why, but it did for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is the injury report. Pasty's brain. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that's our oh. show for this week, folks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet Sky took to Twitter this week to announce that she has been suffering from a multitude of unexpected health issues and said she's working really hard to get better every day. 
but it's taken its toll and all she can do is rest. From the bottom of my heart, which is her heart, we share the same heart. Sorry, bully. Well, it's all it's all one, you know, you get you get a ventricle and she gets a ventricle and I think bully gets a ventricle. Uh, I need to take a drink of water. It's been recommended to me by some folk. <laughs> um, there, there's ventricles all over the place, folks. Yeah. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate each and every one of you, as I have always have for your support. Love you all. The former two-time Knockouts champion who has been in the sport since 2003 Woo! has announced back in 2016 that she was retiring from in-ring action and not making appearances to focus on college. Seems like something you should have did before getting into wrestling. Xavier Woods. Wrestling Xavier Woods. Well, I mean, Xavier Woods got his college degrees and, you know, stuff. Yeah. I uh... probably couldn't afford college until she made that Impact money, <laughs> baby. It was other either be a knockout on Impact or go work at the strip club. And either job was basically the same thing. Now you're just being derogatory, pasty. Uh, we all know how Impact was with their women's division back in the day. It was like the best women's division that really focused on substance <laughs> and had people over there like Amazing Kong and Gail Kim and all these women that weren't cookie-cutter, blonde, bombshell broads, ODB. And then you had Hello. the people thrust to the center of attention. I like how you say thrust there, buddy. <laughs> well, thrusting and the beautiful people go hand in <clears> hand, <throat> and my hand has gone hand in hand with thrusting and beautiful people since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it has. Uh, the Charter Beautiful People member most recently appeared for Ring of Honor in 2019, reuniting with Angelina Love to form the Allure with Mandy Leo. Very different from the beautiful people, Pasty. Very yes. different. Remember when we interviewed Allure at Galactic Get Down? I remember that. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> uh, this is awful to hear. Obviously, we don't know exactly what's going on with her, but she is great. She did help usher in one of the... She didn't tell us what was wrong. It's, it's attention. No. Oh, shut up. <laughs> what is with your attitude today, Pasty? <clears throat> You're such a negative Nelly. <laughs> we hope it's the best for her we hope things work out for her she is a pioneer and she obviously d despite what anybody thinks of her and a lot of people feel the same way pasty talked i don't think pasty believes that but nonetheless um, I, she I was love Velvet Sky, don't she was a huge pioneer in the actual women's revolution not the wwe one because she proved that you could also be sexy but have real storyline substance and you know, her and Angelina Love, Velvet worked hard to become more than just, hey, she was kind of the uh, Trish Stratus. Velvet Sky, we wouldn't have Tessa Blanchard. Exactly. And that's sad. Because she had sex with Tully Blanchard. Sorry, bully. Sorry, bully. Pasty! <laughs> that flu is a son of a bitch, buddy. New Japan <laughs> Pro Wrestling announced that due to influenza, Kota Ibushi will miss the entire New Beginning in USA tour that starts January 24th in Tampa, Florida. Corona Abush flu! Uh, he's got the Corona flu. He should have put a lime in it. Salt and lime. Salt and that's lime. The only, that's the only way to prevent it. 
Um, Ibushi being out has resulted in a number of matches changing. We're not going to go over all of them now because it's literally a match from every night. Ibushi is also unable to attend the scheduled meet-and-greet in Miami on January 30th. Sad day because Ibushi is a huge name, and I think a lot of New Japan fans in the U.S. know Ibushi quite well, probably more through Omega than anything else. You requested a lot of time off after fighting two nights in a row for Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, he would be smart. I just feel like this is a really easy way to write it off and not piss off your American audience. We like that. Yeah. We like it a lot. Yeah. We also really like a lot Brian Cage, right, Fat Mac? Yes, yes. Yes. He released a video statement and said he needs surgery on a torn bicep. He also said there have been rumors as to where he will end up in pro wrestling. He claims it's not sure where he goes next. Ooh, rumors. (laughs) Because of dealing with the injury first. He has also confirmed he's done with Impact. Cage announced there will be a new Warrior Wrestling Champion on 2-15-20 in Chicago Heights for Warrior Wrestling 8 because he can't defend the title due to the injury. He was supposed to defend it in what they were calling the War of Attrition match. The War of Attrition Yep. That's my albatross. To bear. Yes. So, yeah, it definitely sucks that he's going to need the surgery. It's a horrible time for him to need the surgery right now when he's a free agent and he's a huge name in the pro wrestling world as a free agent. But at the same time, absence makes the heart grow fonder. If he's smart, he comes back unexpectedly, pops up out of nowhere with somebody and makes a big name for himself. That's what I would do. Yep. Yeah, it's good good to kind of sit on the sidelines for a minute when you're, you know, newly um, fresh. Sometimes sometimes when you're newly single, you just want to take a step back, get away from the hose, dry your nutsack out, and just let it go. Let it go. a really, a really beautiful woman once told me that her pussy was sore, and I told her I liked it. She told me it hurts to wipe, so I told her, just let it drip dry. She said, I don't like it. And I said, well, tough. I like fisting you and making you my puppet. <laughs> and that's how that went. Uh, but somebody who I haven't fisted and made Noelle my puppet. Foley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't need Mick Foley getting pissed at me. Even in his old age and barely able to walk, he'd funk me up, buddy. Worse than old Terry at the Funk You Ranch. Noel Foley has been dealing with concussion-related issues for the past several months. This according to Frank the Clown. <laughs> For people who don't know Frank the Clown, this is going to be great Number that they heard me say that. Internet research. <laughs> Apparently, she's barely on social media now since it worsens her headaches greatly. Fucking mine too. Yeah. Mine too. You know, her being off of social media definitely helps with my migraines. I, I would concur. He claims the simplest things in everyday life are a huge struggle for her, and, ex- and they are exploring every single avenue for her help, going as she far is, as to... She's the Kar- Kardashian of the wrestling world. <laughs> they are going as far as to ask on social media if anyone has any suggestions. Here's but a suggestion. Ask your fucking father, <laughs> who fucking knows more about concussions than anyone in the goddamn world. 
Why would you ask the internet when you know your father? What you want to do is take some garlic and you want to put them in a garlic <laughs> press and then you want to rub it into your eyeballs, Noel. Okay? Just in, in counterclockwise motions. Counterclockwise, counterclockwise. Yes. Come on, Noel. That's opposite the clock. Okay? So. <laughs> We're not very she's good. like, it's a goddamn digital clock. I don't know what to do. <laughs> There's no word yet on if Noelle was injured after her work with WWE for another indie promotion or, or what her pro wrestling plans are for the future. Mick and Noelle have not publicly commented on Frank's tweets as of this writing. Should we? Should, I'm gonna. I gotta do it. I gotta just let folks know because they're still sitting here like, who the fuck is Frank the Clown and why is he talking about these people? Noel Foley's um, fiance is Frank the Clown. He's a <laughs> wrestling fan who dresses up like a clown. I mean, you can tell she had a great father figure growing up. <laughs> this is the kind of shit that where it's like you know, this reality been, is better this than have been fiction. The show pick for this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. Oh my god. Uh, it's Kanye and Kim. <laughs> we just, it's good stuff. It's been a great show so far. Fucking awesome. Ready to make it bad? Because I'm going to suck the fun out of the room. I love it when you suck it, Pasty. Oh, yeah, I'll suck it good. The Cauliflower Alley Club confirmed this morning, which I think was yesterday morning because it said this morning yesterday as well, that Puerto Rican wrestler... Hercules well, it's this morning Anaya. in Puerto. It's this morning in Puerto Rico. Ayala passed away yesterday evening. Ayala, real name Ruben Cruz, was a popular talent who wrestled in promotions such as the Triple WF. Because I'm not going to say it three fucking times. Good for and you. Stampede Wrestling, most notably, had his primary run in the World Wrestling Council in Puerto Rico. Ayala had a feud with another Hercules in Hercules Hernandez, as well as challenging Ric Flair for the NWA world title when the Nature Boy came to wrestle in Puerto Rico. Oh, I like the way you said it last time. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Kevin Sorbo and Aaliyah. Ayala? I remember Aaliyah. Yeah, 9-11. Never forget. That's the Never one thing forget. I remember. Every September 11th, I go and I play her album, and I cry. And I cry. And masturbate. And I masturbate. What? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I finger my butt a little while I'm listening to it, but you're weird. Oh, more Canadian news. A lot of Canadian yeah, news this week. The other, really? It's hard. Exactly. I mean, not that not that it's difficult. I'm just saying I'm erect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, Canadian pro wrestler Steve Gillipsy, a.k.a. Dr. Hannibal, has passed away at the age of 56. Gillipsy was found dead in his car January 18th. No other details are known as of this time other than there was a garden hose in the window as well. Folks, that, that was me joking. Don't go around spreading suicide rumors. During the 80s and 90s, Gillespie worked in numerous promotions in Canada, including Stampede Wrestling and Canadian Rocky Mountain Wrestling. When WWF came to Canada, Gillespie would work under his real name as Talent Enhancement. 
but most fans will know him best from the 90s as Dr. Hannibal when he worked in Japan for FMW, teaming with Dr. Luther. Yes. Yes, folks. The same one currently working for AEW and the Nightmare Collective. The duo feuded with The Sheik, Mr. Oneita, Sabu. They call him Dr. Luther at all on AEW. They just called him Luther. That's sad. Yeah. It's There's Luther. Somebody... Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> probably, I love, I love probably, when Excalibur uh... knows exactly who it is, and then 20 minutes later, JR is still questioning who it is. <laughs> It's good old JR. We love it. <laughs> I probably don't want to take away from old Britt Baker over there. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was probably the worst part about the cruise when she was trying to cut that promo on. Uh, on, on... Oh, they straight up. Uh, so we'll, I guess we'll talk about it because we have no, nothing else to talk about it or any other place. So I, I don't know where, where f- uh, folks watch it, but where I watched it, there was no commercial breaks. I watched it straight through. They told you, like, hey, on TNT, we're cutting to a commercial break. But then they kept on. Yeah. And um, so they got to her. She came out. She's she's cutting this promo. It's an awful promo. She keeps going. And finally, they cut her off. On a, on, I was watching it with no commercial breaks, and they cut to a fucking commercial. Yep. <laughs> they were like, fuck this. We're well, done. In the middle like of her talking. trying to start the same line seven times over again. Yeah. It was... um. For it being a taped show, they really they could have done a better job of editing that. Uh, the more I see Britt Baker, um, the more I'm I'm willing to let her contract expire. I will say though, if we're talking about um guffaws in AEW, I do love that they're actually using the uh what do we want to call it? The shit punches in a storyline with for the dark carnival or not the dark carnival for the dark order. <laughs> <laughs> I missed any Dark Order stuff this week. I was kind of half-assed watching. Well, they they had um, they talked to they 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 brought in the weak one to talk to the the master who's unseen. Of course, we don't know who yeah. the master is, but they brought in the weak one and they blamed him for for being coerced by the other side, as if he was protecting Dustin or Goldust. You know, like. Like, it wasn't that he was throwing shitty punches, but that he, he was working to not hurt him. He was working for the other side. And then they gave him a big-ass punch that punched him out of the Dark Order. They literally punched him out of the Dark Order. I love it. That's great. You've got to gotta own that shit, and you got to run with it. Yeah, you can't, you can't hide from it, and you can't deny it. And as shitty as it was, I think they did the best thing they possibly could by just owning it and just being like, you know what? Here it is. Let's do it. You know, so that last was cool. week, last week, my big rumor for the for the head of of uh, the the Dark Order was Marty Skrull, but this week yes. I'm thinking more and more it could be Matt Hardy. I would love it that. It would make sense for him to run it. You know what I mean? I would for, love for it, it to death. I don't like know what the uh... sideways villain group. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what the contract status is for him, but I would absolutely love that, no doubt, hands down. He's done right before WrestleMania, so then he'd be able to start probably. Yeah, summer. he's definitely way. I mean, WWE got him known and put him on the map, and you can't take that away, but his mind flourishes so much better outside of WWE yeah. by far. Yes, indeed. And it shows with his YouTube videos. Like, I tune into that shit more often now than I even do being the elite. They're fun little short digestible videos, and they tell a consecutive story of how he's trying to figure out 
what he's going to be next. Yeah, who he is, what he is. It's I love awesome. That he dug, I love it. Made a pool and <laughs> and then had a guy come in and help him carry buckets of water from the lake to the pool. <laughs> right. That's wonderful. That's fun. That's good stuff. The dude is a top tier mind and he needs to be used right. I feel so bad for ever wishing to see bro- broken Matt in WWE. Ugh. Yeah. But uh, it gets worse, you know? We just talked about all this death and how sad it is that Matt's been stuck with WWE, and now we have to do another pay-per-view prediction for a show that I'm not even really looking forward to watching for the most part, <laughs> but I still will because it's my job. Yeah, I I was talking to a, a co-worker of mine, and it's like there's two matches I think I want to watch on here. And we'll see the rumble matches. You know, rumble matches are never good, but sometimes they can be um, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, entertaining. Sometimes yeah. they can be entertaining. I just, I don't know. But this one is, again, WWE Royal Rumble, folks. Two Royal Rumble matches, so we got two shots in the <clears throat> dark for you as we don't know the whole lineup of either match. We know less. We know less about what's happening in this one than we did in NWA Hard Times Times. <laughs> so we're starting off with the uh, Royal Rumble. Yes, we don't call it women's anymore. No, it's just the Royal Rumble. It's yeah. just a Royal Rumble that happens to have women in it. <laughs> Dude, let's let's be fair though. Let's just let's just call this out and put the blanket out there. Do you think anybody would be confused? if you didn't call it the women's Royal rumble and it was all women, no, like, is no. there anybody sitting there like what the fuck is going on? I thought Brock Lesnar was starting this one. Yeah. Like I, I know it's, a, I know it's all goofy and weird and we can, we don't need to get into that debate here. Cause that we, we could do that forever. That's more of a, uh, that's more of a hot box top sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I, it is what it is. Who do we know is going to be in it, Pasty, or who do we assume is going to be in it? Oh, well, so far we've got Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, Sarah Logan, and I think a few more names came out this week, but 26 other participants. Um, It's supposed to be 10 of... from each brand, but it doesn't look like either one of those is going to be 10 from each brand. Either I, had, I had heard a while ago, and, and that's probably Men's Rumble, and looking at this, it's probably true that NXT wasn't in it this year. And maybe that's just the men's because they probably need NXT for to round out the women, obviously. Well, yeah, and the fact that TakeOver is probably tomorrow night too, isn't it? Or no? Did nope. No, remember wow. takeovers, TakeOvers this year do not coincide. Since they're not a uh, developmental, they don't coincide with the WWE pay-per-views anymore. They get their own. What good's it going to do? Half the reason people watch the WWE pay-per-views is because TakeOver was the night before. Well, I think we'll find something out this time then, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so who are you picking? I'm a stickler for a Kelly pickler. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with uh, with an obvious choice who isn't quite named yet. But somebody who, I'm just going to say it, Shayna Baszler. 
I I think yeah. it would be I I don't nobody would be upset that she won. Get she could believably win. Uh, Lynch at Mania. That'd be yep. Nasty. I can. See I think it. it would work. And when I read it, I was like, I like that. And then I had to do the hard thing of picking and trying not to pick from these five names that we know, four names that we know, because they're not going to be the ones to win it. So I got to thinking, you know, Bailey's the other women's champion. And Banks has been coming back on a hot streak. They're all friends right now. Yeah. But Banks has been talking about she's working on this album produced by Snoop or some shit like that. And I think if she's got an album coming out, I think you have her win the Rumble. I think you have her play it off like for a couple of weeks like she's trying to pick who she's going to go after. And I think I think we finally get Banks Bailey mania. I would love that. I mean, that's a marquee match in my book. A lot of people think that's past and its it prime would be at this point. For her to be like cocky and over Bailey because now she's a music superstar or some shit, you know what I mean? Like it, it all kind of plays together nicely. Right. Is it likely to happen? Probably not. But I never win these fucking Royal Rumble matches well, anyway. I don't know if I don't know if either of us have ever won a Royal Rumble prediction because it's just so thrown it, out there. I, I think it should be like a, a, a side rule where if you do win one of the Royal Rumbles, you just take the pay per view. <laughs> God damn. It's yeah, it's quite the it's quite the rule of the Royal days. Rumble because Roman Reigns is usually an easy bet. But Sometimes. Yeah, we could have. You never know. Moving on with more women. The SmackDown Women's Championship sees Bailey defending her title against Lacey Evans. I still and even, want Evans to win this. I was going to say, even though it seems like Lacey Evans is... She's just forever going to be on the cusp of should win this, deserves to win this, might win this, she's going to win this. She won't have her time until Charlotte's injured. <clears throat> This Ed, I don't I think this is her time. I think no. Bailey Bailey goes into Mania as champion. I'm picking Bailey to keep her title. And I have to pick Bailey because I picked Banks, and I don't see that working out any other way. Uh, like I said, I want I want Evans to win. I think I think she's super over. She's got a great character ever since her match with Natalia in Saudi Arabia. She's been on a hot streak, and it'd be good to pull the trigger. But yeah, Bailey, it's safe, right? Safe. Safe. You're out of here. Then we've got the United States Championship match. Seeing your champion Andrade taking on Humberto Carrillo. Can we just uh can we just raise the red flag right now and say that I don't know. I think I think Trump is defriending Vince McMahon for having Andrade <laughs> versus Umberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. It's just not, it's not kosher. It's just not okay. They call it a Mexican ladder match and there's a wall in the middle of the ring. Oh! To get the title. Tasty. Uh, Tasty. It's terrible. I know. Um. I didn't, I didn't come up with it. WWE did. So here we go with, uh, I think, I think uh, it's hard to tell. I'm not following, so I don't know what they're doing with anybody, but I know that Umberto has been getting a lot of attention lately, and I don't think they're probably using Andrade the way they should. 
Although with him banging Charlotte, you can he's definitely going to be solidified in the top spot constantly. I still think that at this moment, Umberto takes the championship. Um, Andrade, Andrade ain't going anywhere as long as he's Dick and Charlotte. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm going with Andrade because he's Dick and Charlotte, and Ric Flair likes him, or so he says. Uh, and I like Andrade, and I'm not big on Corrio. So yeah, Andrade. Then we got the main event, guys. Shorty G taking on Sheamus. Woo! Uh, Sheamus is just back from injury, and he's lost a lot of weight, and he's got real in shape. And if he doesn't beat Shorty G, I'm, I'll be sad. So that's your that's your pick? Yeah, I'm picking Sheamus. Um, I don't know anything about Sheamus returning or... He came back and then anything. he made fun of Shorty for being short, you know, like like heels do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All I know is I feel so bad for Gable that I just I want him to beat Sheamus. And this is the only match that has zero stipulation and really doesn't matter. So I'm I gonna just, pick old Shorty McG. I just wanna know in what universe Shorty G being on board with that name led him to think that Vince was gonna put him over. <laughs> Can you, you know, I've, I've heard before that one of the biggest things in Vince McMahon is when he when he finds a, a superstar, the first thing he'll say when he's trying to create a character is, can you see their name on the marquee for WrestleMania? <laughs> and I do not believe for a second that Vince thought of Shorty G and was like, I can see it on the marquee of WrestleMania. Roman Reigns. Versus Shorty G. Oh, it's so sad because Chad Gable is such a good wrestler. Shorty G, though, I couldn't give two fucks about. I was so behind Gable. I loved Gable. I think he, I think his whole career spiraled, his whole WWE career, let's, let's emphasize that, spiraled downward when they passed him over to be Kurt Angle's son, for somebody who obviously was could never be Kurt Angle's son. <laughs> I know. That you was what it spiraled down. You had your chance. Oh, boy. And what's it done for Jason Jordan lately? He's not even on the pay-per-view. At least Shorty McGee's on it. Yep. You're, you're I don't know what Jason now, Jordan does. And like Kurt Angle, we're going to break your neck. <laughs> yeah. Only you're not Kurt Angle's genetic line, so you're not going to come back from this one. No coming back. Ah, no coming back from this one either, Fat Mac. It is a Falls Count Anywhere match seeing Roman Reigns versus King Corbin for the 50,000th time. Literally, this storyline has been going on since SmackDown hit Fox. And nobody's given a shit since SmackDown hit Fox. <laughs> I guess if one th- good thing has come about it, it Roman Reigns is teaming with, uh, with the Usos now as the bloodline. Which is something we've kind of... Oh, is that a legit thing now? Yes, it is. Oh, I thought this is all... I keep seeing people putting things like that on Facebook, and I thought it was still just um, fan fiction stuff. Nope. It is coming to fruition. Well, we're okay with that. I think it's good for him. I have nothing against that. I actually enjoy it, and I think that's probably a better utilization of him than main eventing WrestleMania, so way to go. it's better for Roman (laughs) and the Shield, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, the Shield... 
I, I had a whole it's conversation three, about that. Two, I'm not going to get into guys, now. Yeah, three solo guys that, that are basically in their own lanes. Whereas this is it's a family collective unit with Roman at the helm. This is it's perfect. It's a family affair. Yes. With that being said, we still know that Reigns is winning. Yeah, I know that King Corbin's winning. Okay. Yep. Now I know. Actually, since you said that, it makes me feel even better that Roman Reigns is winning because he has the uh, he has a whole team behind him now in a false count anywhere match. They can so does King interfere Corbin. freely. What does he have? Rude and Ziggler and uh, God, who else did he have? Oh my God! He's, he's got at least one or two others that kind of. That's sad. Out. Those two both had an upside. Well, not so much Ziggler anymore, but Rude for God. Yeah. This WWE landscape has changed, and I it's, don't like it. It's a strange place. It's a strange... I'm going to stick to my AEWs and my NWAs and my Impacts. Thank you very much. And MLWs. They make me feel safe and cozy and warm. Like my blankie. Up like next, we got... Women's Championship match. Yes. We got the man, Becky Lynch, taking on the Kabuki Warrior, Asuka, who just dodged a bullet, literally. If Becky Lynch wants them to drop women from Women's Championship, uh, can she call herself the man anymore? She's to just f- the Becky Lynch, right? See, I, to be fair, <laughs> I read an article that had Becky Lynch talking, and Apparently, Becky Lynch has never said anything about wanting to drop that title from the championships. That's just something people came up with from something she said offhand. So I don't know how that all works. She has publicly said she does not want to remove the title women from the the women's championships. So I guess I'm not sure where that all came out either, but we all know it's been brought up and... We all know why it's been brought up, as we mentioned, either on the show or before the show. Tessa Blanchard is the only reason it's even been brought up. Yep. And Tessa, I love Becky Lynch. She's not Tessa Blanchard. Nope. One thing I do know, though, is Becky Lynch has yet to defeat Asuka in singles competition. Really? Yeah. I like that. That makes me happy. (laughs) So I'm thinking Asuka's going to take it here. Um, and it, I, it definitely plays into my Banks wins the Rumble challenges Bailey for Mania too. You know what I mean? Well, I will tell you this: I maybe, maybe Becky could go back to NXT and face Shayna, or not even Shayna. She would be facing. Uh, oh, she'll uh, never go back to NXT. At least she's way too big for that. I think. Yeah, I guess it depends on how worried Vince is about AEW's new three-year contract. That is true as well, but um. First of all, I would be super excited and happy if you are correct. If Asuka could win the Raw Women's Championship. She did win one of them not too long ago, right? But it was like for three weeks or something. It was a while she is a, ago. She is a she former champion though, yeah, right? Yes. And not just NXT, like on no, the main she roster. she took it from Charlotte and then Charlotte took it right back or something along those lines. Okay, days. yeah. So, but I would love to see that. I, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm still going the safe bet and picking uh, Becky Lynch. All right. Either way, I'm happy, I think, because it sets up a good match. That's one of the matches. I want to see Becky Lynch versus Asuka, and I want to see the match we're going to talk about next, Pasty, which is the Universal Championship match, and it is taking place as a strap match. Yes. The Fiend Bray Wyatt defending his championship against Daniel Bryan. Have we determined what rules this strap match is, Pasty? 
Uh, not that I have uh, determined <clears throat> from my researches, no. Um, what was your researches? Just you not looking anything watching, up since we talked last? Watching a little bit of wrestling <laughs> this week. Some okay. wrestling news videos on YouTube. Hey! If we don't... Did you, did you, Adam, 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 it's just I didn't. Cool beans. I have, all their shit. I haven't seen Wrestle Talk hey, for probably a year. He's oh, Wrestle Talk is my shit. You can I, shit on it, buddy. What culture's good? No, what culture's not good? Um, the other one, Cultaholic Anonymous. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I think what culture's good? I'm uh, after Cultaholic split Close off. I I don't care much for Cultaholic. King Ross is annoying. The Last Blampier. But if he goes to Wrestle Talk, uh, I mean that's good for them and it's good for him because he's one of my favorite wrestling internet personalities. Oh, I loved him. Yeah. I was sad when he left. Well, he didn't leave. We all know no. what happened, and we don't need to discuss it. That's not yes. for here nor there. Um, but anyways, strap match championship. Um, I'm going with the Fiend Bray Wyatt defeating Hi. the Goat Man Daniel Bryan. I also am going with Wyatt. I, I, I'm interested to see how close Brian gets to defeating The Fiend because I think that's going to be a, a big thing in this match. I think he's going to be closer than anybody else has been. Damn it. But yeah, I think we can leave that at that because it's going to be a red match with red lights and a red strap. And maybe they have to touch corners. Maybe they just have to kill each other. That sounds good. Yes, and then we have the Men's Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar is entering at the number one spot. And then there is also competitors such as Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, King Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis, Tucker, Elias, Aleister Black, Rusev, Bobby Lashley, R-Truth, Braun Strowman, Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth freaking Rollins, Buddy freaking Murphy, Samoa freaking Joe, and Kevin fucking Owens. Biggie, Kofi, and five participants TBA, who one of them is not Xavier Woods because he's still out with injury. Well, you're more hyped now than anybody will be when it comes on. Yeah, I'll be getting ready to fall asleep, I think. So, the one thing I want to say here, which just has to be said, Brock Lesnar coming in at the number one spot, the man's an amazing talent, but he blows up early. So, they're either going to take him out early somehow, or he's going to, yeah, he's going to get taken out with an injury and come back later, or he's going to go under the bottom rope and hang. They got to do something to either protect him or get him out right away. I don't, yeah. I don't know if why. Or a full match. He needs to go 95%, right? I guess the other thing they could do is stone cold Steve Austin him where, you know, he comes out and with our truth, let's say him and our truth are one and two yeah. takes our truth out immediately. Then he just sits around for two minutes waiting for the next one to come out. Then when that one comes out, F five throws him out. He's out. 
So I guess they could do that where he does very little work until like a big dude comes in and. Another and, thing I would love to see is know. Brock comes out first, Kofi comes out second, and eliminates Brock faster than Brock pinned him for the championship. That would be good. Be good storytelling. I don't know I that mean, I like it, but it'd be right good storytelling. Beginning either, but whenever Kingston comes in, if Kingston gets the elimination on him within seconds of being in the ring, yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. He deserves means, a little bit of redemption from that. With that being said, who do you got here, Pasty? Uh, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment, and I think Brock Lesnar entering at the number one spot is a great way to show that he is. The, the money guy in the company, I think he makes it to the end and takes it. And maybe sits out WrestleMania in celebration. Or or thinks he's going to, but plans get, wrenches get thrown in his plans. Elimination Chamber and Great Balls of Fury. Yes. Yes. Um, I just can't see Lesnar, like I said, he just gets blown up. I can't see him making it to the end, so I don't think he has a chance in... As Vince McMahon would say, while he bemoans the father of the man who's made him more money than a lot of other people, there's no chance in hell. Yeah, but there's been times in the past, too, where the odds have been stacked against Lesnar and he's came out on top. Oh, for sure, for sure. It can happen. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think this is where you do something right. I hope they do something right sometime. I would say do Drew McIntyre. I don't think... Obviously, with the multiple championships hey, now, whoever, now. yeah, and whoever wins Royal Rumble doesn't have to be the person you know selling uh, WrestleMania. So, I would say now's the time to finally pull pull the trigger on Vince's future champion. Give Drew McIntyre a push. Give him a title match at WrestleMania. Give him the win at the Royal Rumble. I, if you don't do something with him now, just give up on him again, like you already did. Yeah. You know what they did they did that made him babyface? I do not know. Before he hits the claymore kick, he counts three, two, one, and then hits the claymore kick. Wow, and that's what yeah. it takes, huh? Yep, that's that's all it takes. Give him a okay. catchphrase. It's not much of a catchphrase. That's not much of a catchphrase. And anybody you're in the ring with is gonna know you're counting down from three. Like sweet chin music is still a little bit you know, you you can hear their stomping, but you don't know yeah. where it's coming from. <laughs> it's uh yeah three two one well, and then you roll out of the ring right there did <laughs> you say i don't know so that was our show this week folks i think fat mac well pasty hit the old uh, dusty we do need to wrap it up but we also do need a tiebreaker for this oh. one buddy um so what's our tiebreaker this week my friend um top 15 bottom 15 men's royal rumble winner in the pool uh, sure. I'll I'll go bottom fifteen if you want to take top fifteen yeah, and, and solidify Lesner, your Brock right? Lesnar. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's a that's a pretty simple one. Yeah. All right, we got it, folks. Uh, pasty's a top. I'm a bottom. There you go. I like to be in control. Yes, yes, you do. Well, that, folks, is our show for the week. It's uh, It's been really fun and 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 stuff, and it's going to be some pay-per-views to watch this weekend, and next week we'll have reviews for you. 
Oh, it'll be a blast. Just a Dagon blast. Mm-hmm. So we hope you spend the rest of your weekend feeling fine, my sweet Caroline. Shout out to that special lady out there.